Thank you for joining me for another Quick Hits Conversation. I'm Dr. Robin, aka Mental MacGyver. I provide luxury level, high performance support and coaching to executives, founders, celebrities, and athletes. With me today, I have Rick Alcantara. He does public relations, digital marketing, and crisis communication at Rick Alcantara Consulting. I have Bonnie Sussman Versace. She is a re-imager at Focused LLC, where she specializes in developing leaders, building positive and productive workplace cultures, and improving individual team and enterprise-wide performance. And I have Karen Loomis. She is the founder at No Moss Brands and has 20 years as a marketing and branding professional. She's an adjunct professor at Grand Canyon University, and she is passionate about social change. Today, I have a scenario for you. You put together a proposal with a partner. The client only wants to work with one of you. What do you do? Karen, kick us off. Yeah, so this is real world stuff. And truthfully, I've never been a big partner with somebody else on a project basis. There's never been somebody that I felt was qualified to be a partner where it would be a good give and take and we would create better a better product on the end. Uh, so we put together this, uh, an, another individual and I put together our project and presented the proposal to the client. And about a week or two later, the client gets back and says specifically, I don't want to work with you, Karen. I want to work with the other person. All I could think when I'm hearing that is, damn, that's a big proposal that we're going to lose a bunch of money on. And now it's going to go to one person instead of two. The other thing is, what would I have done if I was in that position on the other side? It happened a good eight, nine years ago. And I'm still, I still don't know what I would have done if I would have been the other person. Like, could I have said, no, this is a proposal put together for two of us to work on this project together. Would I have said, if you're going to work just with me, I need to do another proposal, which brings up a whole nother thing. And so this is one of those perfect kind of quick hits kind of conversations because there's no right or wrong. But ultimately, the end result of it was, is it impacted the relationship I had with this partner? And so this individual who could have been somebody that because we're in the same industry, we could have really done some great collaboration because of this prospect deciding they only wanted to work with one of us, that kind of put, it made it rough around the edges. And, and we really haven't talked about it since. I'm not mad at her. And so the question is, does she say, yes, I'll work with this individual or does she say no? And so at that point, she said, yes. But still to this day, I don't even know what I would do. Karen, it's, I think it's very conditional. And I've been on both sides of the equation here where I've been the person who said, I want to work with Rick. Or I want to work with the other one. And I think sometimes it comes down to what services you're providing. Because let's mm -hmm. say you're coming to them with a package and you've got five or six things. And they say, well, my budget is only going to support X. And the other person's providing X. So, okay, I, I can't do that. So go ahead and work with them. I think it really comes down to an understanding between you and that other person that you're going in uh, on that proposal with. What are the expectations? What percentage of the work are you going to do? What percentage of the work am I going to do? Uh, what's the expectation from each person? And can we maybe even put it in writing? We're going to get this project. You're going to get 50%. I'm going to get 50%. This is the person that's going to do the billing. This is how we're going to get paid. All the invoices are going to be paid in a certain amount of time. So it's having realistic expectations. But the scope of work, I think, is really going to 
to drive a lot of it. I've brought in web developers. I've brought in designers, copy editors, the whole thing. And I bring them under my umbrella. So it's not really so much a partnering agreement as a subcontracting agreement. I've also been the subcontractor, but I've also been involved in the pitching and everything else. So I'm saying, well, if you want me to do this and I need to get X percentage of the work and or so that I'm going to be, it's going to be worth my while. So at least kind of having ex realistic expectations, I think is really what it comes down to. I agree with that. If this is project-based when we're talking about partner and you can sit down and identify the expectations and preempt any kinds of questions that may come up or issues like this that may come up, you're going to be in a lot better position. From my perspective, I've had this happen. What I did is uh, where they wanted the other person, the two of us went back in and met with the client and said, um, we understand what you're goal is and what your desire is. We would just like to share with you that uh, here are the strengths that each of us bring to the table and individually and collectively. And we feel that with the scope of your project, we are better equipped to handle this together and maybe help us understand where your concerns are working with the other person or not working with the other person. When we identified what the issues were, we asked for like a, not a trial period, but let's see, this is a pretty important project to you. Give us a, a period of time. Let's say we'll go at, uh, about this for two weeks. We'll come in, we'll learn as much information as we can and see what you think after two weeks. And if you still just want to work with the one person, then the other one will step out. And how did it go? We did it together. So in your case, you both went in and had a conversation. It wasn't, the decision wasn't made like in Karen's case where it was just kind of made, there was no further discussion about it. Right. And, and on the flip side of that, if it is a situation where they uh, only want to work with me, I will, I will go back in and not take the project. Mm. I mean, I, I feel very strongly about that because in, in a past life, I did I was involved with construction design and construction projects. And there were times when we would finish a project as a team, you know, all of the all of the uh, trades, and then the project's done, but now we have a year later or two years later, we have another project that that crops up and the client calls one of the tradespeople directly. And if it's something simple like uh, need a wall painted or something like that, that's almost a different story, but a lot of our guys would not go back in and do the work without calling us to either ask, per not permission, but let us know what was going on. And are you okay with that? Does it come back to ethics? Is, is, uh, yeah, a little do you bit. think I'm interested in why do people do that? If I come to you with a proposal, like Karen and I come to you with a proposal, why would someone say, oh, I only want to work with Karen? It comes down to budget and priorities and, and maybe even how you presented the, the solution. They might say, well, I want the item A out of column B or whatever. They could just say, I want to pick and choose out of the out of the menu that you gave me. I can't afford to do all this this quarter or this year. And then since you only do this piece and they do that piece, I'm only going to go with one. 
that would be to me the most logical answer. Yeah, I like Bonnie's answer too, though. I mean, the other solution, of course, is you just walk away. And again, it comes down to what is that arrangement you have with that other person? Again, if they're mm-hmm. a subcontractor, in my situation, I have non-compete agreements with them. So if I go to uh, pitch the proposal and I'm bringing this person with me and then they say, I only want to work with him. Well, he's working under under my umbrella. So that that's not going to happen. But if we are going in as equals, then we've got to have those discussions before we even go and meet with the prospect. I know non-complete agreements are going away. I'm seeing a lot of states yeah. who are eliminating them, <coughs> saying you're not allowed to have them anymore. And yeah. Karen, it sounds like in your situation, they wanted the whole proposal. They just didn't want you. You got it. And I can't help but point out, I was black. She was white. Mm. I mean, I'm not, I, I can never say absolutely, but um, you know, it could have be, been a huge factor. Nobody will ever admit to that. Mm-hmm. But um, we were equals in the project. There was no line items to choose from. Um, but where I look at, I mean, it's about integrity to me. There is an ethical aspect to it, right? Yeah, <sighs> absolutely. That's where I get stuck. And that's where the relationship crumbles. It's not the relationship didn't crumble because the client didn't choose me. The relationship crumbled because of how the other individual handled that scenario it, when it occurred. Right. The partner didn't choose you. Well, the partner chose money. And that's right. always the question of, would I have chose the money too? Right. right. I, mean, so yeah. like I, can't, I, I know that it's somewhat hypocritical in a sense. Uh, um, Robin, when, you, when you're dealing with the non-competes, I think if you're an employer and you have an employee sign and non-compete and you're trying to be restrictive and say, well, you can't work in this market yeah. or you can't work in this service. Yeah, I think those are going away. But I think the non-competes with a with a vendor or somebody who's coming in under a, as a subcontractor, I think those are still going to be valid. You're not here. allowed to steal work. Correct. I don't know. Is that a non-compete? I think that's a different kind of uh, agreement, though. If they're coming in under your umbrella, it's a different kind of contract. At least well, because you are you are giving them the work, and then you know, they're working on your behalf. So the contract actually yeah. says well, this is a work for hire. Basically, so you will now work with that client directly, and for like two or three years after we conclude our agreement, whatever. Right. Yeah. And that that's much more complicated than just people going together in a business project and moving forward with it. So that is our 10 minutes. I'm going to cut us off there. Thank you so much for having this conversation with me. And I look forward to speaking to each of you again really soon.